0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome to another freezing episode of the Retro Time podcast. I'm
1: Jeremy. Well, I'm Larry. Oh, Derek. It's so oh, cold.
0: It's, It is goddamn freezing outside, Derek. It's very I don't know cold. if you looked at the weather specifically, but it is um 20 degrees or 16 degrees earlier. I think what is it now? 20. Um and it is uh it feels like 1. It feels like 1 degree.
1: <laughs> I'd give it, it, it at least one. It feels like 1.
0: one. No, may, gusta, Derek. I don't like it at all.
1: It's chilly, man, and I'm in the basement, you know, and so...
0: you're. Oh, you're in the... Oh, yeah, so it's I'm, double I'm chill. in my closet, so I have actually very little space to have to heat up to warm up, so I think my body heat is doing a decent job of trying to warm this area up as much as it can. Um, but I have, I have uh, long johns on, I have slippers on, I have a coat, long sleeve, <laughs> or a sweater, long sleeve... Um, and what I need is those little hand warmers that you, when you go camping. Oh, yeah, um, perfect. That's really what I want. That's what I want. I want one of those. Um, I need to get some.
1: I like yeah. the uh, the NFL players, they have that thing in, there, uh, in their midsection, they stick their hands in like a, like a thermal warmer.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, like, a, or um, a hoodie. Where your hand, your the pocket? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just I kind of, I kind of have
1: that. Oh, for Christmas, we got to talk about Christmas gifts. We didn't talk. Oh, that's about true. This. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. You I get? know. You it's, it, after Christmas, I got a lot of good sweatshirts and stuff. But like one, it's a Saints sweatshirt. Saints fan, uh-huh. come at me, bro. Yeah, who that? That's what I who tell that, Yeah, who that, any, yeah, and, and anybody, no, who uh, that? anybody who uh, doesn't who like cry. the Saints, stop listening now. Yeah. Okay, stop listening. Turn off the podcast. We don't want you. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Moving on. So
0: yeah, I'm sure you're a nice person, but
1: get out yeah, of here. Yeah, yeah, get out of here. And that goes yeah, that's pretty universal. So we got all our presents and, and I my mom, she got me this amazing Saints hoodie. But the middle part, kind of where you put your hands, mm-hmm. is like felt, dude. It was like oh. it's like butter. So oh, sweet. Nice. Okay. All right. Oh yeah. All right. It was like sticking your hands in, in like a tauntaun, you know, making them uh-huh. real okay. warm. All right. Like yeah, that. so like real that. good.
0: All right, man. Yeah, I got a Saints hat. I got a Saints, um, I guess, what do you call it? Like a, a beanie? One of those like, like the yeah, ones yeah, you're wearing yeah. right now sort of. Uh, different style, but it's the, you know, it's funny because they sell those Saints hats, but nobody in New Orleans can ever wear them because <laughs> it's never it's never yeah, right? 60 degrees. Exactly. Um, you could wear them ironically, I guess, but uh, for you know, your head would sweat. Uh, yeah, the it's, for the it's for the New Orleans expats. Anyway, so what are we talking about today?
1: <sighs> well, today I wanted to lay something on you. Lay it on me. Uh my wife, she uh she gave me some insights while we were on our break. Uh she's been reading a little bit, learning some things about herself, about, about the world, okay and um how we deal with our frustrations, disappointment, and sadness and all this stuff is something she's diving into. Uh you know, she's interested in um mental health, healthy living, awareness of all that stuff. So What I wanted to talk to you about today is how to manage frustration in your Mm, everyday work life. Frustration. Frustration. But not only that, disappointment, Mm, sadness when you're sad about something. And I have uh, a few tips that she uh, you know she gave me, and I actually tried them, trying them this week. Let me tell you something. It's good. They're working? They're They're working. working, yeah.
0: When you say disappointment, frustration I could think of a lot of different things that you could be potentially frustrated with or disappointed with at work. It's not just sure. your team or it's not just project. I'm thinking like your supervisor, maybe mm-hmm. the company in general is doing things you're not super thrilled about, other team members, maybe the way the team performs, could be stakeholders, could be other people like product teams or other designers or other engineers or whatever. So I could think of the I could think of the number thing. Anything happened to you though, Derek? Any um sp- well, maybe you don't want to. Maybe na- we change some names. I don't want to get you in trouble with anybody at
1: Yeah. Cuz everybody all, be, all listen
0: obviously, clearly Yeah, are, yeah,
1: so. yeah. Well, I'll make sure that um, they they know who they'll be cuz will just, just uh, <laughs> I'll just name them earmuffs. and I'll make sure it rhymes. Um,
0: yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, anything happen? Something specific you want to talk about or feel comfortable? I don't want to put you on the spot.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not anything I don't feel comfortable talking about. It's just like, uh, it's the daily frustrations of you're sitting at your desk, your desk, <laughs> you're sitting in your lazy your boy couch. Um, with your, uh, with your, your PJs, you, with your big monster <laughs> slippers on and her monster feet. Oh,
0: I gotta love WFH.
1: Oh, yeah, you're right. And so sitting down, you're doing your thing and... All of a sudden, there's a outage in production. Let's say, okay, okay, and you're waiting around a few seconds, a few minutes. Nobody's responding. You wait around thirty minutes. Nobody's responding. I'm mm. not saying this necessarily happened to me, but this is uh this is something that could frustrate someone. I started looking back at those times that that happened to me, where something would happen, and and you know we talk a lot about knuckleheads doing knuckleheaded things. A lot mm. of times that frustrates us. Somebody knucklehead's going to knucklehead just, I mean, think about somebody just, just making a boneheaded mistake. Okay. Yeah. That's not anything. Like, you don't have to get super mad about that. Like people make mistakes, but it can be a little frustrating, you know, it can be disappointing, they make a mistake, put it into production, puts a little extra stress on you, whatever. So those kinds of things are what I'm thinking about when I say frustrations. So let's think then,
0: um, lay, lay some tips, lay some things. What? How do you, how do you get through that? Because I could see so, some bad ways to handle it. I could, you know, and maybe maybe we could talk about both, but yeah. Uh.
1: Yeah, so last year uh, and many years before that, the way I'd approach that is I'd say something like, I'm frustrated right now. Or No, I'll, I would just say I'm frustrated.
0: Or you frustrated would tell that
1: to in, your co Frustrated <laughs> in my job. I would say it to myself, or maybe I wouldn't oh, say it, but I'd okay, say it to, it. you know, cat, uh, my uh, wife. And it would just fester, and it wouldn't, Lead anywhere. I would just be frustrated and frustrated and frustrated. You can't solve anything Snowball. when you kind of paint yourself into a corner like that. So, what I've learned to do is instead of saying I'm frustrated, I'm sad, I'm disappointed, write down I'm frustrated about this because this. And the fascinating thing is that a lot of times the reason why I'm frustrated about it has something to do with. With my expectations of a situation, Mm, my level of what I find acceptable in the workplace, in the product, whatever it is we're doing. It lets me paint a clearer picture of, okay, I'm not just generally frustrated. Like there are some specific things that are bugging me. Each of them are independent of each other. Let's see if we can find some trends here. You know, what's actually Mm -hmm. going on? One day of this. I had like three or four trends that I saw in other people too. I could see trends in other people okay. that were frustrating me. Things they were that doing. One person
0: tends to always do this or tends to react in this yeah. way or tends to miss something or
1: Yeah, I noticed like one person tended to um always try to take the work of their uh of the people they managed and do it for them instead of allowing them to do it themselves. And mm, okay. and it, it's like why does that frustrate me? And I, the the thinking through that and writing that out, I'm like, because I worry that their people won't trust them, you know, and mm, okay. that trust, you know, like all that stuff we always talk about about trust and communication and making things super clear, and and it's just like so many things popped up like that, you know. Um, so that's that's really uh really what how it's benefiting me right now, writing this stuff out yeah
0: so thing that I'm thinking about right now is um as you're saying this that you generally tend to be frustrated based on your expectations not being met, and I'm asking myself what i what I'm thinking about is how much have we made our expectations clear to other people mm. right, so when we were talking to Dagna the other day, right she's you know one of the things that she was saying was, um we get upset with ourselves because we make assumptions about other people or we communicate with these assumptions. And in this case, we're working with the assumption that they know whatever what our expectations are. And yeah. when they miss our expectations, we're mad at them. But they had no idea that we mm-hmm. had this expectation that they would do such and such. You know, I guess it's it's interesting because sometimes there could be expectations that you might have. But then there's also cultural norms or professional norms or things like that that people might not be doing. You know, so there's sort of that level there. Which, what's a professional norm or a courtesy versus an expectation that we have that we didn't make super clear. Yeah. You know, the thing I am oh. I'm, I'm guess I'm wondering, though, is, like, how do we make those expectations <laughs> clear for everything? And sometimes maybe it's, maybe it's not. Maybe it's just, like, we see it happen once, and then we say it. We say what those expectations are so that it doesn't happen again. I, I, I'm also coming back to this idea of that VUCA environment where you can't really control a lot of things, but the things you can control, you want to try to control. Yeah. Um and so you can't control other people's be- behavior but you can control your actions and how you react to that behavior. Right? And so this is where where I think that connects is like you can you can't control how they react but you can control how you handle it and are you going to talk with them about it so that you figure out a solution so that they don't do it again. If it's something that you know is your responsibility to worry about. Because it's interesting because some of this, too, is like you could be frustrated and disappointed, but you it's not your responsibility to worry about it, <laughs> you know? Like, it's not your job. Maybe that's the supervisor's job or the manager's job, um, you know? And, and so that's sort of something else that I i think I've struggled with a lot in my career is, like, trying to – getting upset about things that, like, I can't control getting upset about things that I actually aren't my responsibility, you know? And and, and over the years, I think I've, I've learned a little bit to just sort of let it roll off my back and be like, eh. You know,
1: at least I'm getting paid. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a little bit of that in there, what I was thinking about, because there's responsibilities of other people who manage, you know, uh, people I work with, like tangential teams and stuff. And I'd be disappointed in the way they manage kind of thing. And it's just like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: huh, like, is that something I should really be frustrated about? And then I was thinking, you know what? I can be frustrated about that. But I can't mm-hmm. sit around and stew and get upset with them about it because that's not my job. That's their job. I can be a little mm-hmm. frustrated about it because I see it could sure. be better. But when I'm frustrated and I don't take any action on it, I have no business staying in that state. So if I wanted to do something, I could go to them and be like, hey man, I noticed something about your management style. Maybe you want to take maybe you want to take this, maybe you don't. But I like the idea of doing this, you know, think about this, maybe try this, check out this link, um, that, that illustrates what I'm talking about. I did this one time with someone I work with. They actually did it and I, I can see change in the way they manage now. Mm-hmm. Um, not being a manager, you don't get as, you don't get as like a rapid a adoption of your crazy management ideas. So, well, you know, this is actually something
0: that. kind of related to that, too, I think is um, I guess this is related because, you know, you want feedback. I would, I think if you ask most people and I've never done a scientific study on this, but I would imagine if you asked most people, do you want honest feedback, real honest, critical feedback? Do you feel like that would benefit you? Most people would probably say, yes, I would love some honest feedback about how I do my job. Right. But for some reason, we make the assumption that other people don't want to hear honest feedback. So we lie and we say, ah, oh, they're fine. No, you're doing great. I'm thinking about this one thing um, in uh, PD reviews at the end of the year. We have this thing at work where we can submit anybody to give us feedback on our our, uh, work this past year. And I had – I sent it to 10 people. I had one person give me honest, critical feedback. Everyone else was like, oh, yeah, it was great. Oh, you're the best. You're a superstar. And I'm like, I know that's not true. I just want something. You know, you talk too much. You don't let other people speak. You interrupt somebody. You – are stupid. You have dumb ideas. You know, whatever it is, I would love just honest feedback, but nobody ever gives it. You know, yeah. And not to say anyone was lying. Like I am a rock star. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but you know, like I would love some critical feedback. Like how can I grow? What can I do better? Can I do <clears> something else? You know, you, this thing you did was not great, or this thing you did could have been improved. Um, and it's all it's all ano- it's not anonymous, but it's all private. So uh, the, the my boss doesn't see it. You know, I see who it is, so it's not anonymous. They, they, the names attached to it, which maybe people feel uncomfortable. Maybe if it was anonymous, they'd be more likely to give, maybe, you know, tell me I'm stupid or something. Um, but you know, anyway, I don't know. That's something too. I feel like a lot of people, times, a lot of times people are afraid to give other people honest feedback about the thing that they are seeing, you know? Yeah. Um, and I would probably say most people probably, I mean, not everybody, I guess, some people are kind of jerky about it, but most people I would assume would want some honest, and it's, you know you gotta be tactful about it obviously you gotta say the right way but i don't know i think that also kind of goes to this too right like you know you 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 just said this yeah what am i how can i be disappointed if i'm not going to do anything about it or Mm -hmm. how can i get frustrated if i can do anything about it i think that's something that you could probably do and you mentioned in this case you did that and it seemed to work
1: yeah you just can't stay in that state it's it's uh it's it's gonna do nothing but make it harder for you to do the other things you have to do during the day you know um and it's going to affect your relationships too. You can't expect like a really sour state to not you know, infect the other things in your life. It's always going to do something, you know, uh, and compartmentalizing it isn't necessary. You don't need to just say that's that I, I'm, I'm really upset, but I'm not going to th- uh, think about that anymore. Like if it's important, like you have to address it or else it's going to keep festering, you know? Yeah. Um. And so what this is doing for me is it's given me some hope because i'm realizing that i was a little bit like hopeless in my role last year feeling like the the cultural and technological roadblocks were so high and the mountains were so hard to climb that uh you know we may just never get to a place where things are acceptable to me and you know, when you break it down into like, and it's not one problem, it's a bunch of different little problems mm-hmm. that are all addressable. Talk to someone about it. As long as you have the energy to, to to work through stuff, you know, a lot of things are are able to be worked through. So the other thing is, I was thinking a lot about the natural course of things, working on things, building things, getting better at stuff. You learn through failure. And one of the big cultural missteps I feel like I've had in organizations in the past is that they, they optimized away failure opportunities. So okay. they were, they feared failure. I didn't understand why that was bugging me so much. And then I realized that there's no other way to change. Cause if you're always hesitant about making a change, um, you can't make any progress. Uh, You have to be thoughtful on the changes you make, but uh, writing down all these things I'm frustrated about, like, like all of these are things that I could take a step to change. You know, it might not be the perfect step, but I don't have to make one wrong step. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can make 10 steps. Five could be wrong. Five could be right. And then I work on, you know, it's like a, a continuous process of discovery of your, uh, you know, how you and your environment are related uh, in that sense. So I, I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm finding it, it's, it's helping me keep things in my head and I'm going to keep trying it out.
0: So this is an interesting thing then. I want to do a little exercise.
1: I, 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 we said a little
0: bit before we've got different types of situations where you could be disappointed with all the various people that you might work with, whether that's the, your organization, your manager, your team members, stakeholders, whatever. I'm going to throw out a random situation that could be disappointing, mm. and I'd love to hear what you think could be a good way to try to resolve that, or if there's something you could do, whether that's talking to the person, whatever, and then see what you what you would do to to try to resolve and, and come to
1: resolution. Hit me.
0: All right. So the first one, you've got a, a, an organization, uh, an organizational issue, company issue, something beyond just your core team. Larger than you, maybe you work in a big company, 1,000 people or something, and there's something with, like, uh, the CTO or some some issue with the leadership or something. In this situation, there are too many middle managers, and you're sort of like a Peter in office space, <laughs> and everybody's coming up to you and uh, asking you the same thing over and over again when you're going to have your TPS reports finished. What do you do in a situation like that where you don't have maybe direct control over that management structure
1: oh this actually brings up another thing i was thinking about over the break so you have i, I kind of determine you have really three reasonable options in that case you could i mean you could obviously go see a therapist and uh you know uh, have mm-hmm. him die right before yeah. he gives he steals steal, he springs steal you all back. the
0: extra penny the round up to the extra penny yeah, and, yeah
1: right like you do all yeah, that, but, do that but but yeah. um yeah. you can fight through the issue to resolve it So, like, let's say your issue was, I don't feel any connection to my work. And I'm frustrated about that because I want to do something that matters. Okay? That's your frustration. That's the thing you wrote down in your little text box. All right. You want to do something that matters. Do you feel like the work that this company does matters? No. Okay. And you have a couple options. You can make it matter to you. You can find a way to make it matter.
0: Find your why. You
1: you can continuously complain about it and annoy everyone around you and bring them all down or you can quit or you can quit and find something else that makes that fills that void. A lot of times we'll deal with a situation like this and say, I can't because I need the paycheck. And so Mm -hmm. it kind of that lets you make the decision a little bit easier. Yep. I highly recommend not being the one that is complaining all the time. <laughs> Doesn't a, too much. I've been that person, and I've been a victim of that person mm-hmm. before. It is more harmful than any angry person I've dealt with, any like conflict I've had with anybody, uh, because it's what leads to that hopeless feeling.
0: Yeah, it's it's very much. Um... What's the right word? It's uh, contagious. But, it you know, is very contagious. Negativity is very contagious, and it'll spread. And, yeah, All right. yeah. So yeah, you know, I think that's one yeah. thing too. In this case, like I, I was gonna say, you know, you can't be afraid to also find another job that that does fit your your um, you know, your mission or your your purpose in life. And I'm thinking through a lot of the different things, like you know, it could be that like, you know, the company purchased another uh, did an acquisition for some. AI company that you find unethical or, or some mm-hmm. company you find unethical for some reason, the polluters or whatever it is. And you're now, there's really not much you can do about that, you know, um, you know, especially if you're at a low level. So, um, you know, there's only limited options there, right?
1: I had a real life example of this one time I was working with an, okay. uh, an intern through like an apprenticeship program that I worked with that got a job. And then, uh, you know, the kind of the company was reorganizing and they needed to get a job. Or they, they were switching to a new uh, business. And this business dealt a lot in coal production, oil production, something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, they had ethical issues with it. They came up to me and they said, look, I'm, I don't know how to deal with this. Can I talk to someone about this? Can I actually go to my manager and say, I feel like this is an unethical thing? Um, That was a difficult conversation to have because honestly, I was thinking can you do that? and then it's like yeah, and why not? what what are they going to do to you if you go right. and tell them how you really feel? if they're good yeah, people, I which mean, they are, they're going to help you through it.
0: i mean your options aren't are, are somewhat limited. i mean talking to your manager could do something. but then eventually i think the answer there is probably like, well, if this isn't for you, it's not for you. <laughs> you know, go, yeah. good luck. we'll 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 give you a glowing recommendation <laughs> on your next your next role. all right. right. so that's the org. all right, your your manager, this is your direct manager. all right. Um, maybe in this case, his, his or her, their management style does not jive with how you like to work, uh, and they're, you know, maybe they're, I don't know, kind of a micromanager, and mm. you're, you you're not happy with it. Um, and it's very frustrating and disappointing. What do you do in that scenario?
1: So for me, it's kind of like it goes down in levels. So, uh, like you start at the principles. You still have the same high-level principles that you had as the other guy. Fix it, complain, quit. Those are your options, right? So let's start there. We chose fix it. Now we're going down to here. What, do I, what situation am I in? I have this manager. I can, now you have a sequence of events that you could try, you know? You could try to have a conversation with them, tell them how you feel, explain what your concerns are. Depending on the type of manager they are, they may be receptive to it. You may help them solve their problem. If you are dedicated to fixing the problem, the other steps will follow. I can almost guarantee it Mm -hmm. because you will want to fix the problem. If you are dedicated to complaining about the problem, you will never fix it. Never. And it will only get worse, even if you don't complain to anyone else and you just keep it internal. So that that's honestly that's that's what uh, that's what I'd say about it. that's actually an easier problem to me, mm-hmm. because even if you don't it's, if it's a larger company even if you don't have uh, the success talking to your manager you have other escalation points to go mm-hmm. up the chain. Some cases you could even move to a different team within the company, you know, which is yeah. a subset of quit, you know,
0: right, right, not quite quitting,
1: half quitting. Serial yeah, it's quitting. a little, it's a baby quit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, you know, so I'm also thinking about the. Uh, your opportunities to bring these types of things up. And and hopefully your boss has one-on-ones, regular one-on-ones set up with you. Um, oftentimes people use one-on-ones incorrectly, I think. They use one-on-ones as a way to talk about like status updates, which I don't really think are what one-on-ones are really for. If you have nothing else to talk about, certainly you can talk about status updates. But, you know, one-on-one is really an opportunity for your boss to listen to you, to things you have to say, um, concerns you have, you want to talk about your career growth opportunities for uh, you know education opportunities things like that. That's really your opportunity for there. So I would say you've got an opportunity if you're doing one on ones with your boss regularly, which I hope you are, um, to bring up that you know topic. And again, um, you know, if unless it's a really bad manager, <laughs> um, they're gonna they're gonna be open to your feedback. Um, and if they are a really bad manager and don't appreciate your feedback, I would say. You probably need to find another job. This is probably your opportunity uh, to be very, uh, very clear that, that this job is not the one for you. And there's probably not much you're going to be able to do to change that person if they are very much against changing. You, just, you, need to get
1: you know, it's one other funny thing about this is that, you know, a lot of times folks will try to be real strategic about their decisions, their moves. Like, all right, well, I can't go talk to Sally. Because Sally knows Jim and if Jim mm-hmm. knows that I don't like Sally then Jim won't like me to be the mayor of, you know, fun town when <laughs> I move over to, I move over to the executive suite. Like, like oh, don't, oh, the life is too short to worry about all that bullshit. Be vulnerable with people. Tell them how you feel. Be straight up with people. You're going to, you're going to attract people to you. That are that same way, and it's life's going to be so much less frustrating for you. Yeah. That's my advice. <laughs> All those motherfuckers who, and th- I'll bleep that part. Um, <laughs> uh, who we can put the
0: explicit tag. Who
1: aggressively attack vulnerability in people. I've had this happen to me in my job. It almost killed my spirit.
0: Yeah, you know, this is kind of one of those things too. I, I tell people this when they're job when they're doing job interviews. Um, You know, doing a lot of these mentor sessions, people ask about, about job interviews and resumes. And what I say is, like, put yourself out there. Like, be authentic. And if a company doesn't hire you because you were your authentic self, chances are very good it wasn't the place for you to begin with, right? And right. you're probably better off not getting that job. I think what you're saying here is a very similar thing. Put yeah. yourself out there. Be authentic. Find If you find a problem and it really is that important to you to fix... Yeah, uh, You know, go and f- do what you need to do, figure out who you have to talk to and what you have to do to fix it. And if that leads to other people making your job miserable or fighting with you or something, the chances are very good you don't belong there in the first place. <laughs> so get out. And again, not to say it's almost like every solution here is like quit, but I don't think that's the answer. But no, there are no, no, scenarios where I think it's OK to know that quitting is not a bad choice to make.
1: I think that's so, true and, and, and you know you don't have to love your job either that's the other thing like your job doesn't have to be the sole identity of your whole world you're you're a father you're a you're a wife you're a, a daughter you're a, a a tennis player a skateboarder mm-hmm. um whatever you're not F- you're skate not foot finger finger skateboard yeah only finger part skateboard. of you is a programmer or a uh, manager like yeah it's not your identity and and Don't don't get yourself tied up in that shit. Like, it's not worth your time.
0: Absolutely. All right, here's another one. This one is similar to manager, sort of, but not necessarily solid line reporting, but a stakeholder. So let's think, like, product owner, product manager, somebody like that. And in this case, they are pushing you to get an estimate unrealistically, unrealistic amount of time. They're asking for an estimate for a very large thing when you know it's not going to be an accurate estimate, but they're going to hold it to you anyway, and you know that that's going to happen. What do you do in... That type of situation, Derek.
1: that used to be really tricky for me because uh, my principles would get be in conflict with a lot of times people asking me for things um like that. But you know, I think there is there are always reasons why people ask for that stuff. Sometimes they're trying to put pressure. Sometimes there is some uh, external reason why they're they're looking for that. They're looking for a date for something. And we talked about dates, I think, in another episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for that situation, you know, you have the, you have the three, you know, uh, fix it, you know, whatever. But it's not really a problem. It's a situation. So I would say lean toward being guided by your principles. If you feel as though you need to be honest in situations like this, tell people, I just don't have enough information to give you an estimate right now. I just, I wish I did. And I can go and do that. And once I have the information available to piece together some kind of estimate for you, I can give it a shot. But that's going to take my time. It's probably better that we learn what steps we need to take to accomplish this problem first together. Let's work together to learn all the different dependencies and steps. And then from there, we can both work together on an estimate. How does that sound? I really like that, and so, inside, so that way you're you're including them in the discussion, you know. And of course, you could always say, but they're gonna say, they're gonna say, they're gonna say, I wouldn't worry about that. That's making up stuff. Let it happen to right. you a few times before you start making up shit in your head, you know. Um, I, mean, I, I do trend, that. I do like that myself. About, right? I, I yeah, Like like you know, if you get afraid that somebody's gonna uh, say call call your call bullshit on you for having a good idea, like well, try it. Because maybe yeah, you never tried it. You you can't be fearful of something you never tried before. Why are you? Why is that even worth it? So anywho. I tell my
0: three year old that all the time, Derek. I tell my three year old all the time.
1: Right on, bro. Just brother. try
0: the green beans. You might like it.
1: You might <laughs> like
0: these green beans. Just try
1: it. But they're green like broccoli, and I don't like broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they have garlic on them, Derek. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. All
0: right. Um, so that one's good. I, I'm noticing a trend here too. Speaking of trends, uh, communication seems to be the way to, to solve a lot of these or at least yeah. figure out how to make your next, uh, figure out the best way to, to proceed. Um, communication might not solve it, but it at least give you an idea on how to, uh, to solve it. So I think that's pretty much it. So I got one more. Hit this me. is dealing with the people on your team. Right so in this case um you've got somebody on your team who's constantly showing up late to stand up, showing up late to meetings, um you know, misses misses deadlines, isn't doing stuff on time, isn't isn't hitting their commitments. Um you you know, you you think they're a decent uh decent at at their job, developer, designer, whatever, but they just keep missing deadlines. What do you what do you do?
1: That's uh that's this is where you got to lean on your empathy. Um so I would say assume that's first assume that something is going on in their lives that's making it difficult for them to meet their goals that they don't intend to do this and that they're not incompetent ask them you know hey is anything going on that you know you feel comfortable talking about or that you feel comfortable talking to your manager about first they say no everything's fine i just don't like doing my work and i hope nobody (laughs) finds out don't tell the manager Then, you (laughs) know, I'm just trying to do as little as
0: possible and get away with it.
1: Well, just check first to make sure it's not a false, (laughs) false alarm. You know, right. Maybe it's like something, something's really going on and we need to give that person a vacation or time off or adjust their schedule so that they can, can deal with Mm -hmm. the reality of their life. Um, So that's, that's how I would handle that situation. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I think like for me, the, the, the answer to many of these, or at least the, the course of action is, is communication one-on-ones meeting, catch up, understand, build empathy, try to collaborate as much as you can. Uh, In the case of stakeholders, I think there's a lot of stuff there from the UX side where people are asking you for things, um, asking you for designs, not giving you time for research. Um, You know, those are the kinds of things I think the the one-on-ones, the the collaboration, you know, instead of going off and doing those things on your own, try to bring them along with you so that they can experience it and help build empathy there for the users. Again, I still feel like communication, communication, communication.
1: Yeah. I mean, really, for me, it, it breaks down very similar to how you said you got, your, uh, mm-hmm. you got your communication, your empathy, also your vulnerability. But most important, yeah. you tickling. The tickle, um, yeah. So <laughs> when it's just, this, the. When in doubt tickle. I, you know, I mean, just make the sticker. When uh, in doubt, tickle. When <laughs> in doubt, tickle. And and if you have, if you have the opportunity and you're in person, and tickling is an option, um, you'd be surprised the kinds of, uh, yeah, the kinds check, of uh, uh, smiles before, it'll bring. You that, check you know. your
0: check any local HR policies <laughs> and or uh, local ordinances against unwarranted. Uh, tickling. Yeah. I mean, it's, it I might mean, land you uh, in jail or at the very least a lawsuit.
1: <laughs> I don't think making someone smile is a sexual advance, Jeremy. I don't think that's the case. It depends case. on
0: where you tickle them. Yeah, it does depend I think it depends on, where on where you tickle,
1: you tickle them, him. I guess. I, I guess any place you would tickle somebody is a private <laughs> space. So. Uh,
0: that's true. So uh, check all your local ordinances and HR policies before proceeding. Caveat, uh, star, star, asterisks. Um, all right, Derek. Well, that's a good, good a place as any to edit, to edit, to end. To <laughs> you want to? You that already want to edit that, that out? That's a forty slip. Good, a, good <laughs> place as any to, to end it. Not edit, end it. <clears throat> We're keeping it in. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So that was good, Derek. I, I really like. I think, like I said, I'll, at the end of the day, a lot of this is just down to communication and and making sure that your expectations are heard and uh, understood so that if someone is not meeting those expectations, regardless of who they are in the future, then you can go and, and be upset if, if they're just continuously not meeting those expectations after you have already declared them and set them and, and everybody understands and should be on the same page. Then you've got some other stuff you gotta you got to figure out. But I would always start there. Agreed. That's it. Well, Derek, I'm done. Me too. You done? Yeah. Ending, ending on tickling. Woo! Gotta love it. All right, guys. Well, that's all from me. Make sure you check us out on RetroTimePodcast.com. Don't forget to get yourself some stickers. We got a few more in stock. RetroTimePodcast.com slash stickers, but they are going fast. And if uh, we get enough interest, we'll make, <laughs> when in doubt, when in doubt tickle stickers.
1: Um, <laughs> and it's, it'll be a picture of me doing this. <laughs> I got my fingers just up. Just
0: Derek. Just mm. Derek Go tickle, 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 tickle. Somehow uh, we got to get that tickle tickle. I don't know how you get that sound in there. Maybe we'll do like some kind of fancy sticker that has audio on it. RetroTimePodcast.com slash reviews. Check out all those review jams. And if you want one of your own, you know what to do. Leave a five-star review. Let us know and we will write you your very own song. And check us out on LinkedIn, Twitter, RetroTimePod, all that stuff. Tweet at us. Like our tweets. Retweet. Tell all your friends. Share it on the Work Slack channel. And I'm spent. That's it. Later. See you later, y'all
1: yeah it reminds me reminds me of a joke actually um what do you call a man in a suit who grabs a cow's butt stakeholder <laughs> <laughs> um